Welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Palacios. Join me as I interview interesting and empowering people, discuss spirituality, mindset, business, and much more. My intention is to always remind you, your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. Now let's open our minds and hearts and let's get into it. Hello, my beautiful angels. Welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. It's been on my heart to talk about this topic for a while. I actually hosted a seminar last month called the Heal to Love Seminar, my very first online seminar, all about how to heal, begin the process of healing, and call in the divine love that you have been waiting for and working for, and pining for, and it has been based on my own journey in love. So going on with that same theme, I am going to be talking about today how to begin to live your life intentionally to open your heart to love. And this is something that for many people, there's a lot of resistance, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma. And for others, it may be, I don't even know where to begin to open my heart. I've never been in love. I've never been in a relationship, but I feel like it's time. And I believe in being very intentional about anything you want to create in your life, about anything you want in your life, whether it's financial, whether it's career, whether it's health, whether it's spirituality, whether it's mental health, whether it's love, relationships, friendships, better relationships with your family, co-workers, we all have to start with the intention of it getting better or of it looking a certain way. I had this realization through my own love journey. For many of you who have followed me for some time, been with me, through many stages of my life, remember that I was in a relationship back in around 2017, 2018. And it was a very serious relationship. I would say it's probably one of my first, was one of my first very serious relationships, if not the first one. And I was about 23, 24, I don't remember. You know, when you go through difficult situations in life, you kind of lose your memory at some point in different aspects of that. And I've had to, in order to heal through those things, I've had to remember and actively try to remember things because I have a really good memory. So for me to forget certain things, it's like, wow, it's because I did not want, (laughs) I did not want that memory, but I had that toxic relationship that I didn't know was toxic until after I ended it. And after that happened, I didn't date anyone. After it ended, I didn't date anymore. I took time to be single and I just wanted to take my time for myself because after that relationship was over, I felt like I needed to love myself again because I felt very unlovable. That person made me believe that only they could love me, that nobody else would love me the way they loved me. And all these very toxic things that 
you believe when you're young. And this is why I say, try not to do anything, like make any big life decisions before your prefrontal cortex is fully formed. (laughs) So don't make any brash decisions before 25 if you can help it. (laughs) That's just my rule of thumb. But of course, you're free to do whatever. But I feel like if I would have been a little bit older when I entered that relationship or when I met that person, I probably would not have gone through that relationship and sacrificed so much of myself and given so much of myself. But at the same time, I wouldn't have learned so much about myself if I hadn't gone through that difficulty. So it was a very dark time, even though it was, you know, a lot of love, a lot of emotion. It was just an adventure in a sense. There was still a lot of toxicity, a lot of manipulation. And so after I got out of that relationship, I had to come back home to myself. I had to feel good again in my body and my skin. And it sounds crazy to say that, but that's where I was at. I was not happy with the way I looked, which was really sad because I had worked so much on my confidence and that person just tore through my confidence, tore through my self-worth. And because I broke up with them, they were just trying to make my life as miserable as possible. Luckily, the relationship was a long distance one. And as soon as I was able to leave physically, it was like, I didn't have to see that person or talk to them anymore. So it didn't end on the best terms and I was going through it. So I knew then I didn't even know where to start with love. I didn't even know where to begin. So I just surrendered and I took it as a sign from God that I needed to be loving and heal the relationship with myself first. So I took my time being single and enjoying being single. And when I say enjoying being single, it's not like you can just flip a switch and say, okay, I'm, I'm happy single. No, it's, it's an effort every day that you have to make. You have to Make it kind of like a journey for yourself where you're prioritizing your healing and your mental health and prioritizing yourself, your growth, your goals, prioritizing your future and mapping out what you want your future to look like and in doing so, leaving the past behind you. So I took my time of being single as a time for rebirth, for regrowth. And this was around the time where I really sunk into the divine feminine. I was very much in my masculine before that and very much, I mean, not super in my masculine, but I did lean more towards the masculine. I felt like femininity was weak and I felt like I had to have walls up and I had to play games and I had to be in this, what I would call a lower wounded masculine or a wounded feminine almost that I didn't feel worthy unless I was in a relationship or talking to someone and I derived a lot of my worth from what men thought of me and that's a very sad place to be especially so young and so I was cognizant of this Whenever I was young, but I still played into that idea that my worth only, my value, my worth only came from relationships. So whenever I got into this new relationship at around 23 and I met this person, I felt, wow, I felt truly valued and I felt truly treasured and I felt like I was worthy. And a lot of you listening right now may know exactly 
what I'm talking about. You may be in this mindset right now. You may be in the situation. And so that tells you I had a lot of wounds to heal, not just from that relationship, but also from the situationships and my dating history before then. So the divine feminine leaning into it for me felt a lot like metaphorically laying my head on a pillow after a long day of being in a high stress, high anxiety phase. It just felt like rest to me. And so early 2019 took time to heal. I met a couple people, dated, was in the talking phase, but never got out of that meeting. You know, when you meet somebody new, you kind of give it a shot, talk to them. Never really wanted to expand past that because I just knew my soul was telling me, (laughs) my whole being, my body. You know, you feel things in your body before they register in your mind and in your heart. But I just felt like it just wasn't right. I needed time. I needed space. I needed just the space to be myself and to feel at ease because I would talk to somebody and then automatically I feel like, in this place of protection mode, kind of like a defensive mechanism. I felt like I had to either play a part or a role or I couldn't be myself or I just felt super, super, super vulnerable and it was just not where I wanted to be in dating. I wanted to date and meet a new person from an empowered place, not from a place of weakness, not from a place of sadness, not from a place of lack or worry or scarcity or any of those things. I wanted it to be from a place of, I'm an empowered being, you're an empowered being, let's come together and be empowered together and create a life, a beautiful life together. And I wasn't there yet. So I knew that I needed more time. So 2019 was a year of a lot of growth and a lot of introspection, a lot of sadness, a lot of great highs, adventure. I romanticized my life so much and I truly learned what it meant to romanticize your life. And what that really means is just taking your time, taking things slow, enjoying your cup of coffee, enjoying that flight to that new city, taking pictures of your food, (laughs) just being present. That's romanticizing is being present and enjoying the present moment playing beautiful music, surrounded by beautiful people, doing the things that you enjoy and not letting anything or anyone cloud that for you. I had felt before that I had to fight and be always in this very just super, super wounded state where I was constantly in a kind of in a fight or flight mode and just slowing down, like I said, was just like laying your head on a pillow at the end of the day, like laying in a hammock and swaying in the breeze after you've just run a marathon, like letting go and floating away kind of thing. And the divine feminine is something so healing and powerful because it teaches us that our power and our worth is not derived from what we do in our actions. It's actually what we do in that space in between our actions and that space of just being of that presence that is truly powerful. So I set that intention 
I knew that healing the divine feminine, healing the feminine within me and healing my goddess through my goddess energy, I would be a magnet for a beautiful, lasting, true love. And for me, that was me getting really specific on what it is that I wanted. So I remember whenever I decided, okay, I'm ready to release my ex and I'm ready to let that go, put it in the past, a lot of people started coming into my life and beautiful things started coming into my life. But I realized I need to start being specific on what I actually want. So I wrote down on a piece of paper just all the things, you know, my future husband is going to have this and that and all of these qualities and treat me like this and make me feel a certain way. And I can't find the list now. I don't know because I've moved and I don't know where that list was. I don't even remember where I wrote it down, but I remember specifically what it said. I'm not going to get into detail because it's very personal, but I wanted somebody to feel like sunshine in my life. Every time I would see them, be around them, they just had the power to brighten up my day no matter what. And this was even more so important to me, especially from the beginning of the pandemic. I felt like a lot of people around me were super negative and just a dark place. It just felt like all of you guys know how dark 2020 was. And I think that it was dark for me in the sense of when you plant a seed, you know, it's kind of like the saying when you when you're in darkness, you feel like you know it's the end of your life, but actually you've been planted and you're a seed. And that's how I felt in 2020. I felt very much like I was in that seed, that cocoon energy that I had to finally just go within and stop worrying so much about the outside world and just go within and slow down and be very introspective. And again, the divine feminine energy is that womb energy, that darkness, that darkness of creation. And so whenever I had this idea of my ideal partner, it was very clear to me. I just wanted somebody, not just, it was very important. (laughs) I don't like the word just because it means like minimizing. It means like asking for the bare minimum. No, I wanted somebody who was literally, not literally, but figuratively human sunshine, somebody who was loving, positive, upbeat, just had radiance. And that's exactly what I found in my now partner. And the timing of everything and the way everything's panned out has shown me that the intention that I made to heal and to open my heart has led me exactly through this journey. And it does not matter where you are right now in your own journey whether you're single, whether you just got out of a relationship, whether you're thinking of ending a relationship, you are in this place of empowerment just through your intention. As long as you make the intention and you live your life according to that intention, then you will see how the magic will happen. And it's really mostly about being patient and being in love with your journey and living your life in love and romanticizing your life in the present moment, especially as you're single, because then you will know when love comes into your life, it'll feel like 
home. It'll feel like ease. It'll feel familiar. It won't feel weird. You know, when you're in a trauma state or you're in a state of woundedness, love and often good things feel very foreign and very uncomfortable to us because you're not used to it. You don't know what a true healthy love is. That's why healing is so important. That's why taking time to be single is so important. That's why getting clear on what healthy love looks like is so important so that when it comes into your life and it arrives and you call it in, it will make sense. It will feel like home. It will feel like rest. It won't look uncomfortable or boring or weird or any of these things that often our trauma mind likes to tell us about love. Often our woundedness and our trauma will cause us to push away good people or good relationships because we're not used to good relationships. We're not used to good love. Healthy love may seem foreign. It may seem boring to the trauma mind and to the trauma body. And we become more attracted to those things that remind us of our trauma or remind us of that toxic relationship. Why? Because we are naturally wired to be attracted to what's familiar. So we have to make the unfamiliar, familiar to us. And we have to get specific on what kind of love we want, on what a healthy relationship looks like, so that you're not falling back into old cycles. So a lot of times when we feel that we're still attracted to those old trauma wounds or to those trauma bonds of our past relationships, or we're still attracted to our ex, that is a good sign that you are still in that wounded state and that you need to go within and you need to heal. You need to go into that beautiful divine feminine energy. And the thing about the divine feminine is that not all of us need to go into the divine feminine to heal. Some of us need to go into the divine masculine. Some of us need to balance out the feminine and the masculine because we all have feminine and masculine energies, but some of us are, most of us, I would say most people are out of balance in their feminine and their masculine and need to go in one direction to be able to balance out the other. Or some of us are in our wounded masculine or wounded feminine, and we need to come into a place of divine harmony. And all of that happens within It happens when you decide, and it's a journey that looks different for everyone. So for me, the past three years, I have essentially been living in my feminine. As you guys have noticed, I've really slowed down on my work, and I've slowed down trying to show up in an image or for the world, and all of that coincided, of course, with my pregnancy and with the birth of my daughter, and being a mother now. It's all coincided. Nothing is incidental or accidental. Everything is aligned. Once you've come into alignment with your true self, you'll see how all these things happen for a reason and they happen the way they needed to happen regardless of how it feels in the moment. In the moment, some things may feel absolutely devastating, but then looking back, you realize why they happened the way they did. And I see that with my own relationships and with my healing and being so heavily in the divine feminine these last three years has healed me in so many ways that I didn't think was possible. I'm here at 28 years old, and I feel such a peace when people talk about, oh, when you hit 30, or oh, I'm going to be 30 soon, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel that 
sense of urgency. I don't feel that hectic anxiety around that. I feel very much at ease and people could say, oh, it's because you have a family and a baby already. And no, I just, I felt like that for a long time, even before I had my child, even before I started my family, I felt the divine feminine gave me a sense of worth and value that I'd never had before, especially in the old societal paradigm that I was operating in, did not serve me or my highest good at all. It did not serve my mental health, did not serve my well-being. And shedding that layer of having to show up in the world in a certain way to appease others in this very wounded masculine state was what led me to having a lot of anxiety, what's what led me to having a lot of self-doubt and self-confidence issues. And once I decided to break away from that and choose my own path and create my own paradigm is when a lot of things opened up for me in my life and things that I never thought were possible. I mean, guys, there was a time in my life where I never thought I'd say, you know, if I get married, if I have kids, great, but I really don't think that's going to happen for me. And deep down, I really wanted that in my life, but I kind of swore off of it. And I said, I probably won't have that because I had such a bleak view of the future in many sense. So I decided to shed that heaviness and relax about my life, not look at everything as a checklist, not having to race to the finish line, not having to show up and fit into this scarcity lack mindset that a lot of the structures around us want us to be in. And I decided to live my life on my own terms. But all that ties back into love in this very same notion that you decide what you want your love life to look like. You decide when you are ready, the person comes in and then you decide from there, is this where I want to head? No, if not, you can keep moving forward. And sometimes person you thought was the one, things won't work out. There's a whole, there could be books written about why things don't work out in certain times. A lot of people ask me, do you believe in wrong person or right person, wrong time, wrong time, right person? And I don't. I think that if it's meant to be, everything will align. There will be nothing, nothing holding you two away from each other. Nothing. Because that is the power of love. Love can move mountains. Love can heal. Love can do so much. And so it is worth it. It is worth waiting and being in that state of love so that you have a beautiful, healthy relationship. And it starts off beautifully and healthily, not from a place of toxicity, not in a place of scarcity or lack or competition. It starts off in this healthy place And you will only grow as a better person. You will be empowered through love and not weakened by it. Because there's some people who are weakened by their relationships. And we don't want that. We want you to be empowered and know your power. Now, opening your heart when you begin dating. After you've gone through the introspection phase and the healing phase. Comes a phase of you opening up and being open to receiving love. 
Now, if you feel scared during this time or fearful or anger or anything, I always tell you to follow your emotions, not be ruled by them, but allow them to be a guide. So for me, if I felt any kind of apprehension or I felt any kind of anger or resentment or anything when dating, I always took that as a sign to go back within and figure out where this came from. Oh, this came from this situationship I had and this person said this to me and now this person I'm dating reminds me of that person. And so I'm going to, instead of taking it as a personal attack on my ego, I'm going to come through it from my goddess energy, from my divine feminine energy, and instead observe it, observe what this means, not take it personally, and then learn from that. Learn from that emotion, learn from that situation, and allow it to help me grow as a person. And instead of, like the saying goes, bleeding on somebody who didn't cut me. And so when you're opening up yourself to love, it's about being in a relaxed state. And if you feel that you're not going into it in a relaxed state or in a lighthearted state, I would say definitely some more time needs to be given, some more grace, some more relaxation. You don't want to go back into the dating game or just being open, not even actively dating, but just being open with your claws out, right? That's not that's not a good place to be. It's not good for you and it's not going to help you attract good people. So what's important is that you feel at ease, you feel relaxed, you feel good in your body. And also what's really important is to be open to your love journey looking differently than you have it in your mind. So you could think that your love journey will look like this and you have it super specific. And I say, let God come in and work in your life and bring glory to your love life instead of trying to control every aspect and control every single part of your love life and your journey and how the other person has to act and having these crazy expectations. Instead, be open to being surprised, to having magic in your life, to having something new and different, right? Be open to the different. And I think being open to the different for me was truly a game changer because it tells you, okay, I know that the way things were working in the past didn't work out for me. Now I want different. So if you want different, you're going to have to move differently and start expecting different. Start being open to the different. Being open to the fact that perhaps your soulmate doesn't look exactly the way that you have them pictured in your mind, that they don't look a certain way, talk a certain way, have a certain job, but that their energy is what's the value there, right? The, the energy of that person is what you are open to receiving. And so focus on that energy, focus on the energy that you are open to. I am open to this and being specific on the energy is going to help block out any energy that is not good for you or right for you and any kind of person that comes into your life. Because this is the thing is that if we get so caught up on the superficiality of career, of the way they look, of all these different things, we could be blocking off 
who is right for us, right? We could be blocking off these healthy relationships and the energy is what's the most important thing when working in divine feminine is we want the energy in your, in your divine feminine, you want the energy of your partner to be of the masculine, divine masculine. And often we get turned off by appearances. Of course, I'm not saying to go for somebody or if you're not attracted to somebody physically, I'm not telling you to go for somebody you're not attracted to physically, but being open to them looking differently and just showing up differently than how you imagine is so beautiful because it surprises you and you are more able to recognize that person's energy instead of being caught up and just hung up on appearances and superficiality. So when you're working in energy, you have to close your eyes in a sense, figuratively, to open up you know, your third eye, to open up that part of you, the intuition part of you that's going to say, oh, this person does work with me rhythmically. Our rhythms are in sync. Our vibes are in sync. Our connection is in sync. And that's a beautiful thing. So a lot of times people think, oh, this person's not the one because right off when I met them, they weren't really my type, you know, this and that. So you already shut yourself off from that person and you don't give a chance. Whereas if you go through dating in a patient manner, not in a rush to get anywhere, and you take your time to get to know people and just talk and ask them questions and go to a date, not thinking, oh, uh, this person has to be perfect if I don't feel it, blah, blah. No, just give, let time tell. Let time tell. Don't be rushing to the finish line. And if you meet someone and they don't feel like they're your type right away, let people prove you wrong, right? Let things just pan out and unfold in ways that you don't think are imaginable. It's kind of like, you know, the divine feminine is about being in your receiving energy, And let that person come to you. Let that person come after you. Let that person show up for you. Let that person, especially a man in his masculine, divine masculine energy, is going to want to show up for you. He's going to want to chase you. He's going to want to show you and woo you and all these things, right? Because you are that goddess on the throne, the beautiful divine feminine energy. And what's going to happen is a dance between the two of you. And the divine feminine is in that receiving energy. And you decide what you want to do with that energy you receive. Do you want to multiply it? Do you not like that energy? So dating through an energetic standpoint is a whole podcast episode in itself. It's a whole a whole book in and of itself. And that could be a topic I can talk about maybe my next podcast. I don't know. But Dating through an energetic place, how you feel energetically with somebody is beautiful. And the way energetic dating works is to do it through patience, through not trying to race, not trying to check these arbitrary check marks and all these things, you know, these, we often have checklists in our mind. That's okay. It's good to have standards, very important to have standards, but you know, they say, oh, by the first date, you should have this. And the second date should go like this. And this, you know, I don't believe in these dating rules. I believe that we should go about things, how they feel best and most powerfully energetically for us. So, wow. Amazing. I feel so 
happy and empowered when talking about the subject because it's just such a place of difficulty for a lot of people. Love is such a difficult topic for a lot of people. And I see, I read a lot of statistics and I read a lot of psychological articles and things about what's going on with the generation, especially generation right now, millennials, Gen Z. And I see a lot of things that worry me and I know where it comes from because of course I've been part of this culture and I've been in that where, you know, hookup culture and in this place of dating apps and all this, I've never been on a dating app. And I always say, don't go on dating apps if you're going through a healing journey and said, let things happen organically. And I see such, such an imbalance in our dating culture nowadays. And oh man, I could talk about this so much, but my main thing is that you know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, take time for yourself to get to a place of knowing yourself, of loving yourself, of valuing yourself. Don't feel like you have to rush after a breakup to get back into the dating scene because you're 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever. No, there is no rush. Do not rush. Relax. If you feel like you're tense and you're tight and you feel the anxiety in your heart, whatever it is that you may be feeling, that is a sign that you need to slow down and be more intentional with everything you do. Live your life with intention. That is so healing. And then from there, get specific on the type of love you would like to call into your life. And it could be physical. It could be the energy you want from that person from your beautiful divine partner it could be so many different things, but just get specific on it and know what that's going to feel like. When you see it, you'll recognize it and don't be in such a rush to get anywhere. Don't be in such a rush. It's all going to work out. You just have to trust in your journey. And yes, when you're single, it's easy to fall into this place of not trusting, into this place of fear. Oh, I'm going to be single forever. Oh. You know, and I do see a lot of statistics that say a majority of women are going to be single or never married in their 40s or whatever. And yes, a lot of these stats are there to scare you. A lot of stuff out there is meant to scare, to put you in fear, scarcity, lack, for whatever reason. But the divine feminine is about creating life in your own timeline, in your own energy, honoring yourself, honoring your energy, honoring your journey, and not feeling like you have to fit into a box or to be on this timeline or to check off your life like a series of checklists by a certain age. All of that is to dampen your divine feminine energy. All of that is to dampen your power and to keep you in this place of powerlessness. When you break out of that matrix and you break out of that paradigm, you choose to heal, you choose to move forward, you choose to create, you choose love, you choose, you choose, you choose, you'll see how the power comes back into your hands. And whether you're single or in a relationship, you will feel empowered. Don't be afraid of being on your own timeline. People are going to say, oh, you're moving too fast. Oh, you're moving too slow. But whatever feels right to you and your partner, whoever it is that you meet, 
feels right. You feel aligned. You don't feel rushed. You don't feel slow. You don't feel like that person is dragging their feet. You're both on the same page. You feel good together. That's what you're working for. That's what's going to make all of this inner work worth it. Now, if you are wanting to go deeper into this topic, I invite you to my second Heal to Love seminar, which I will be hosting via Zoom on August 14th. It's a Sunday. It's going to be the exact same format as the first one, hour and a half long with a 30-minute Q&A at the end where you're able to answer or ask all your questions, and I will answer them for you. And if you guys want to sign up, I highly recommend that you get your tickets early because this sold out pretty quickly last time. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it again, but I did receive such amazing feedback from all of you who attended the first one that I had to do a second one for those of you who missed it. If you are unable to attend live, it will be recorded and sent to your email that you signed up with. So please check out down below. It's a link to Eventbrite. If you can't see it in the description of this podcast, head over to my Instagram at Isabel V Palacios, and it will be in the bio of my Instagram. So I hope to see you guys there. Sign up quickly. Spots are limited. And I am just so excited to do this seminar again. It's so beautiful. Deep diving into the divine feminine, showing you step by step, sharing my own journey. So if you'd like to join August 14th on a Sunday, go check out the podcast description for more info. And that being said, thank you guys so much for being here with me. I appreciate your energy and your love and your support all these years. And if you're new here, thank you so much for joining. More content is on the way and I can't wait to share more of my journey and show you how to take back your power. I love you guys and always remember, no matter who you are in this life, no matter what you may be going through or what you look like or your relationship status or what your past has been like, always remember your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you all and join me on a next. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And I will see you and I will be here for the next episode of Taking Back Your Power. Bye-bye.